You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's Brian House here for the Work For It podcast. You are listening to The Makery Network. A bunch of shows, a pile of shows, a plethora of shows by makers, for makers like you to listen to something in your workshop or your studio or whatever you're doing if you're driving to and from work. And we hope to fill your space with some good quality audio content. So if you like this show, go to makery.network and find something else you want to listen to. There's a whole bunch of shows there you can connect with. All different types of weirdos like myself. But uh, anyway, um, today's show has been sponsored by Isotunes. Isotunes, they make really awesome headphones for people like us who uh, are constantly trying to find the balance between protecting our ears and our eyes and uh, our bodies with PPE, but also entertain ourselves. So they've come up with a really cool solution. Um, the, the, the set of earbuds that I use is called Isotunes Free, and you pop them in your ear. You can make a phone call. You can put your ear cups over your ears. You can protect your ears with them, and you can listen to your favorite podcast, like the Work For It podcast, all while protecting yourself and your hearing. So anyhow, let's move on. Today, I am joined in the studio by Ben Jamin, Ben Jamin, Ben Jamin <laughs> Butler from the ben, Benjamin Butler Company. Um, I met Ben through Instagram, and uh, he will be forever known in my heart as Ben Jamin. And uh, because he's jamming all the time on Instagram, you can go out and find him. The show notes will reflect his Instagram handle, so you can go find him there. And he's a little different than uh, the other people that I've had on the show because you're prim- primarily working with wood. So just That's say great. hi to everybody and tell us about it, about yourself. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, yeah. You yeah, know, it's, it's funny great. you mentioned Ben Jamin. I, for the first, oh, it was probably three months I was on Instagram. I had stickers made and I made my own logo, um, uh, you know, just put it together and ordered up these stickers, never thought about it, had the little logo on my Instagram page for forever. And it wasn't until I got the stickers and I made a post on Instagram, just a pile of stickers, you know, saying, hey, let's sticker swap, you know, which is what you do on Instagram. 
And uh, it wasn't until someone commented on that post and said, did you mean to add the extra A in there? Or, <laughs> you know, were you trying to be clever? I literally <laughs> spelled my own name, Ben 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 a Jammin. Ben a Jammin. So there was an A between the, a, the N and the J. So yeah. Ben a Jammin. So it was I like all, it. all jacked up, but yeah. So, uh, but you fixed it now. So now it's Benjamin Butler. I fixed Company, it. Is and your I'm Instagram. so unoriginal. I just roll with that. And, and, uh, I, you know, I, I struggle with coming up with names for things. I'm not as, not maybe not clever in that department, but <laughs> us woodworkers. There's a lot know. of time invested in coming up with names of stuff. And, right. you know, you, you get invested in kind of like with the Revolution Grinder project, you know, it, it mm-hmm. just seemed to hit me. It was like, what do you want to call this thing? I'm like, it's a it's a belt that revolves. Let's call it the Revolution. I didn't even put a ton of thought into it. <laughs> right. And then when it first <laughs> like came it. out, I was like. People were like, oh, my God, the revolution, what a great name, you know? And I'm like, yeah, well, it's a belt, and it, and it, and it spins. It, <laughs> and it goes in a revolution, and, and, you know? And uh, and then, you know, of course, there's all this talk about, you know, the next the next version of it that'll come out will be the evolution, you know, the, the evolution. evolution of the revolution. Yeah, I like so. it. But, yeah. I know, I do too. I, I it's it's something that uh, we'll have to look at in the future, but uh, but yeah. for sure. So we, you know, one of the things I so okay. So to give the audience some backstory, because um, I met you through Instagram and we just basically started, you know, BSing on DMs and talking about doing a podcast together and, you know, just hanging out and, you know, the whole social media game type of situation. And um, I hadn't really dug into your feed. I mean, you followed me. I followed you. I don't remember how we found each other. But then um, just recently... Within, because you're coming on the show, I'm like doing all this research on you, like, you know, digging into your feed and like really Uh-oh, looking found at all the scoutings. Th- well, <laughs> dude, uh, let me tell you. Okay. So I, 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 most people don't realize this, but I love woodworking too. I just don't right. show myself doing a ton of it. Um, I build my own cabinets and, you know, all that stuff, you know, not, not to the level like what you're up to, but, um, you know, so I'm digging into your feed and I'm realizing like all of the awesome, amazing tips and tricks you've come up with, uh, or maybe you've like, maybe some of it's regurgitated. I don't know, but sure. it's like you're showing it in your own way yeah. and every single post is super valuable. I'm like, holy shit, I need one of these. <laughs> well, like, number one, I'm going to buy like a thousand dollars worth of tools after hanging out on your Instagram <laughs> right. feed because I'm like, I'm going to need that uh, table saw disc grinder thing and then that center finder and I'm going to need yep. that uh, woodpecker, you know, uh, everything you've got. And I'm like, dude, he's got everything. This is the I, best. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's, it, it is impressive how much stuff you can fit in a one-car garage, you know, Um when we bought our house about 10 or 11 years ago, I, I told my wife, you know, I was like, I'll start your car every day, you know, rain, <laughs> snow, whatever. But that, that garage is mine. It was, <laughs> and it's a great setup. You know, it's a detached garage. And so I don't have to worry about waking folks up at night or if I come out here early in the morning, I'm pretty early riser. So I'll pop out here and, you know, get some, get some stuff work in or get some different projects moved up you know moved on uh early in the morning before everybody wakes up but i i appreciate you saying the the, the tips thing you know when i started posting to instagram um it was it was right around this uh, right around the time when i sort of rediscovered youtube you know it was i think at some point a lot of us 
go from YouTube just being like an encyclopedic reference to actual entertainment. You know, it's there's a different uh, feel to it at some level. Um, and so started watching Jimmy DeResta and, you know, the likes of all those other people, which I think at this point that phrase has been said on every maker podcast. But, um, you know, uh, so when I started my own feed, I actually run a maker club at my son's school. And I, th- I think I started it maybe two or three years ago now. And, you know, it's an elementary school, so we don't get into a whole lot of crazy builds or anything. But um, I started sharing some stuff on Instagram at that point. And what I started realizing was like, man, there is this incredible community here. I've not heard one negative word. Everybody's positive. You know, it's like this utopia for makers. Um, And I really... At that point, I was like, I want to keep posting. I want to keep sharing, but it seems weird to share my, you know, my, my own workshop on the maker club channel, you know, so created my own Instagram account and the maker club one, I think still exists, but I kind of abandoned it for the most part. But I did honestly think pretty hard about what do I want this to be about, right? Um, I think it's easy to just blindly share and you could, you know, share tool reviews or share tips or tricks or just builds or, and I'm so terrible at documenting my builds sort of step by step that I sort of fell into just tips and tricks and different things like you said that I've picked up along the way and um, other things that I've figured out on my own or, you know, and so it's kind of become that in a lot of ways. I'm trying to figure out what the next sort of rung in the ladder is from there. But um, yeah, it's, I enjoy sharing the tips and tricks. It's it's kind of give give folks a little, you know, a, a, something to come check on. It's definitely original. You know, that that's the thing. Yeah. You know, when when you start looking at certain feeds of people that are doing this work, you mm-hmm. you start to see a lot of regurgitated stuff. I mean, you know, yeah, the river table is a great example of that. You know, the the epoxy river tables that everybody makes and stuff. And right. and um, some some makers like joke about like if, the, if they never see another river table again, you know that yeah, be the, you know. To the, but it's <clears throat> like when you find someone who is genuinely passionate about what they're doing. And, yeah. and again, people tell this to me about myself. They'll say like, Hey, I just cannot believe you're that passionate about grinders or metalworking or whatever it is I'm up to. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I really am. Like I wake up every day and I think about it. It's not, it's not something that I'm just doing to make money or like to try to right. get fame or notoriety. It's like Jimmy Duress is the same way. Like he really feels yeah. like, like this is his path. He enjoys it. And, and of course he has to do things to make money, but he will always be a maker. That's what he wants to do with his yep. time on earth. And, you know, I, I'm sure you have, uh, you can empathize with that feeling as well of, of like, you don't really feel valuable uh, maybe to yourself or to others, unless you're, you're productive in some way or making yeah. something in, for something that shows your value, right? Like it's built into us. It's ingrained into us as, as men, typically not all men. I mean, not everybody right. feels that way, but I do. I wake yeah. up and go, well, I, 
if I didn't do something today, like if I didn't make something today, like, or share something, like a lot of times, like I'll be working on something like you were saying, where you're not good at documenting things. And I think the reason why Instagram works so well for you is because, you know, you're a lot like me. I force myself to do the YouTube videos, like the long ones and long form, uh, even though it's really tough to like every step of the way. Cause a lot of times you have to do it twice, you know, Uh, you have to figure it out one time. Yeah. And then you have to go back and film it again. So now you, you know, or you're filming it and you realize this isn't going to work. So now I have to figure that out. You know, I have to yeah. you know, fix that that's problem. The, yeah. You get caught in that yeah. trap where, uh, yeah, right. that, that's, a, I'm always afraid like I'll go down. Cause I, I think some, there are, you know, there are some builders that are really good at planning every last detail out. And that's just not me, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's not me um, either. No, no. I, I cook from a recipe and forget it. You don't want to eat it, you know, but if you let me in the kitchen for an hour with, you know, six ingredients, everybody will come running, you know, <laughs> I think it's the same sure. with, with making. Um, and, and you get to a point where you miss that to a degree. And I, and, and there are times where I just completely check out of it, you know, and I, I don't get the camera out. I just want to come out here uh, and, you know, put wood together to create something. You know, I think Jimmy has said on a podcast that I don't remember where I heard him say it. Uh, and he's had the phrase for a while, but he says, make something every day. You know, you want to get good at making things, make something every day. And I think to, to what you said earlier, there, there are some of us where work is relaxation and work is pleasure and you know work is all those things that most people think it's not right most people think why the hell would you wake up at 4 a.m roll out into a cold workshop you know fire up a table saw and work on a table you know (laughs) um but it's i don't know i kind of grew up in that and i think that 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 set its pace in me to a degree i think inherently um it's part of who you are, but I think it's also part of, of who you're taught to be. Right. And I had a, a a stepdad growing up that literally could not sit still, you know, he was up at 4am every morning and passed out on the couch at eight, you know, or, you know, in the chair at eight o'clock at night, because he, he did not sit down the entire day. Um, and I can remember as a kid, uh, we were, we were splitting a load of firewood, I grew up back in Pennsylvania on about 50 acres that was surrounded by state forest and state game lands. And so it was just this perfect place to grow up and just had a playground in your backyard of, of woods. But we were splitting wood and, and I don't remember how old I was. I must have been somewhere between 12 and, and 15, 16 years old. And uh, I turned and I looked at my stepdad and I said, you know what? work sucks. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? Yeah, well, this works? work does. He's yeah. like, yeah, no kidding. He's like, but you better get used to it. You know, he said, that's, you're going to have to work the rest of your life. And, uh, and we, we still joke about that, you know, and he said, and that was the point that you went from my best hand to my worst enemy, <laughs> yep, <yeah. laughs> you know, but it's totally, man. It's funny how you have to test those limits, but then as you, as you get older, it's, uh, I don't know, to me, there's something about creating things that, uh, you know, it's part artistic. It's, it's 
uh, it's part uh, a bunch of things, but it's for me, it's being a productive member of, of a community or society. You know, I need that affirmation. Yeah. When you were saying how you had such a positive response when you were doing the maker space with your kids and then sharing it on Instagram, I had the same mm-hmm. feeling. Cause you know, when you're on YouTube, um, there tends to be a lot of negativity on YouTube for some reason, like in the comment right. section. So, you, you know, a lot, a lot of makers stay away from it because, you know, um, it, you know, it's just an unregulated sort of yeah. area, you know, for people yep. to kind yep. of just take things out, you know, they'll take certain things out on it. And a lot of, a lot of sadness, you know, and, but you kind of have to tune it out. Like I just, I just, I read them and go, I wish you well. And, you know, and right. I don't respond or anything like that now because it's just, it becomes this thing where they're looking for attention in any way they can get it. And that's a negative yeah. to, to me, that's toxic. So I'm just like, Hey, you know, I'll delete your comment quietly. No one will ever read it. It's, you know, it's gone, yep. but um, 90% or more is a positive response, but it's, you know, that 10% that really starts to eat away a lot of the psyches of people who are making things. Instagram yeah. for some reason does not seem to have that same energy. You know, it has like a, a positive mm-hmm. um, sort of um, more community based. Uh, I think that people are a little bit more connected there for some reason. And yeah, I don't really fully know why, but that's just kind of the way it is. But see, yeah. my follow like I'm the polar opposite from you. So like my following is not as heavy or as strong on Instagram as it is on YouTube. And so, and, and, and on the converse, you have a stronger following on Instagram, but not as strong on on YouTube. And it's yep. and it, it's like, what's the difference? You know, if if yeah. I nurture Instagram for all this time and social media and I keep, you know, because obviously that's where I want to be. I mean, I love it there. Uh, yeah. But uh, my community at YouTube, like the 90 percenters, the positive people are like, where are you at? Why are you not making YouTube videos now or whatever? And so. It's yep. like you have to balance, you know, all this yeah. time and effort into whatever social media you want to dive into. And that was kind of one of the things I wanted to bring up to you was I think what I really love about your Instagram feed is that, you know, obviously it being genuine because it really is genuine. But at the same time, how much I learned from just a 30 second clip on your on your uh-huh. feed, like, if I, you know, we watch one video and go, wow, I. That okay, I've never done it like that before. So you're able to communicate and educate in 30 second spurts, and that's yeah. fascinating to me. You know, I love that about it. So, that's like, a, it, it seems to yeah. fit you, you know, fits that's your personality. An interesting perspective, yeah. And I know, I guess I never thought of it that way, but it, but it is pretty true. And, and I just, I, mean, I wish the algorithm rewarded that, you know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> lately, I, know. I lately, I feel like I could just throw Instagram. Um, but, it, but that is a good point. And I do intentionally try to keep my videos to around 20 to 30 seconds. Um, knowing that most people don't have that long of an attention span. Um, and, and I think for the most part, that's well received. It's, it's a blistering pace to keep up with, which is, um, what I think a lot of folks maybe don't understand to a degree, you know, who haven't tried it. Um, it seems really simple, right? Post once a day, every day, and and you'll be fine, right? And that literally, I think when I started on Instagram, it was that was the recipe. And you could grow and you could grow fast um, if that's what you were looking to do, right? And I'm not necessarily saying that I'm looking to grow fast or I'm even looking to grow. Um, 
I'll be honest, I haven't quite formed what the end goal is of me sharing on Instagram, but I enjoy it. And, and I'll continue to do it, you know, as long as it's, I find enjoyment in it. Um, but it is a really difficult thing to keep up with, um, to, to feed that, you know, some, some guys do it really well where they just say, I post my day, you know, um, and whatever I'm up to that day, I hop on the stories and share my day. And the post is usually the same stories on Instagram, I think have really taken over to an extent. Um, and I used to do stories a bit and then sort of fell out of it. Um, I think the, it sounds really selfish to say like, why doesn't Instagram promote my stuff? Um, and it sounds like all you care about are new followers. Um, and, and I hear a lot of folks say, well, I don't do this for the followers. And I say, bullshit. Yes, you do. You do it for the followers. If no one, if not a single person saw what you posted, would you still post? And I think the answer is often, well, hell no, I wouldn't do that. Why would I post to Instagram if I knew literally no one would see it? Well, that's to me, that's my point, right? And so we do these things, I think, uh, not necessarily to get affirmation from a community, but to get some sort of recognition, a recognition that, hey, you had an idea, right? And that's cool. Thanks. Um, and so I think what becomes frustrating or what's the frustrating part of social media is trying to find that balance between caring too much about numbers and analytics uh, and actually just trying to build a community there, you know? Um, and I, to me, it's a delicate balance. Um, I'm not the best at it, but, you know, I'm always willing to try something new. I've been working on a, a I, I've been calling it a project in my mind, and I actually started shooting some video for it, which is a big step for me, right? I, I think about these things for two months in my head and then maybe turn on a camera and delete the six clips that I shot. And, and, and start over. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> but I've my been, process too. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been trying to figure out how to, how to engage a community in, in a different way, right? Instagram's really good at stories. I don't really like stories. They seem really generic and ad hoc. Uh, posts don't always reach folks the way you want them to. YouTube videos are really long and they're hard to make. And so what's a middle ground? And I guess it's sort of trying something between a vlog and a podcast and uh, like a weekly wrap up kind of thing. So I've been working on uh, something like that to maybe just put a capstone on the week for me every week. Because ultimately what has happened is uh, as the motivation to share yeah, I think that's decreases, a great, that's a great, uh... um, you don't, you don't, yeah, you know, you. you don't share as much. Right. So there's a lot that happens in my shop that I don't share now. And I, and I want to get back to sharing. Um, but I also want to share it so that I can reach the folks that follow me, you know, and, and let them get to know me more. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a, a, one of the things that I'm still struggling to find is my system 
for content creation. Sure. So like what you're describing, like, you know, like maybe a capstone at the end of your week where you talk about like in a vlog format, right? Maybe you're taking clips throughout the week and then on Friday you compile all those clips and maybe narrate over them or do something along those lines. Yeah, uh, that could definitely work for somebody. Um, I think people underestimate how difficult it is to just talk at a camera or to come up with oh, gosh, uh, yeah. content ideas that are, you know, that aren't that haven't been done before. Or maybe yep. you could do the, what somebody else is doing, but put your own spin on it. There's a lot of um, misconceptions, you know, about how to blend all of your favorite social media to become one sort of comprehensive brand. And if, you know, you pay attention mm -hmm. to guys like Gary V who says, just post a shit ton of stuff every day, post whatever, you know, you, you stubbed your toe, yeah. post about it, you know, things like that. Um, I, you know, of course, if in a perfect world, we would all do that. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, you have to kind of filter your brand a little bit. You don't want, you know, so, uh, and again, mm -hmm. you don't want to create something that's this falsity that, you know, like I'm this person on Instagram and on YouTube, but in real life, I'm nothing like that person. And I, the only reason I created that persona was so I could sell you something like I, I just yeah. do not want that for my life. I just no. want to be like, and this is who I am. <laughs> Yeah, too much of that. We've been sold that um, load of shit for so long from yep. all these corporations yep. that that's the reason why social media is so successful, right? They get to know sure. the person they're doing business with. And, you know, I, I always I yeah. do these uh, like business seminars where I talk to people about, you know, like simple business understanding. And I talk about people do business yeah. with people whom they know and they like. And, you know, all you have to do is become the local expert and you have to yep. start building relationships with people. That's pretty much it. And and then once you do that, the business will flow. That's how that, you know, eventually it takes time, but you know, it works. Social media yep. is no difference. Exactly the same thing. Same so if you're principle. blowing off your followers and you're not responding to DMs and you're not, your business will reflect it. You have to be genuinely engaged, but here's the problem. So when you get big and you probably know this too, is like at some point, you know, and I'm not even big. I mean, in my world, like you right. know, some people are like, oh my gosh, you have 27,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's amazing. That is like a small, I'm still considered yeah. a small channel. I get so many emails, Ben. I get so many right. DMs. I get so, I cannot keep, I would need to hire somebody at 27,000 subscribers on YouTube. I would need to hire someone to engage with my audience so that I could give them decent oh, responses. 100%. I mean, and on Instagram too, sometimes like if I get a yep. video that like a couple of my videos went into the 5,000, 10,000 views in, in like 24 yeah. hours and all the comments, I can't respond to everybody, you know, and, and oh, I'm in a way that I feel like honors their comment, you know, a hundred percent. I mean, I had tough. early on, <clears throat> you know, uh, probably almost two years ago now, you know, Instagram was a completely different beast back then. <clears throat> and I don't know. You know, it depends on how long folks have been on the Instagram platform, but um, I started two years ago on Instagram. And like I said, it was, you know, there you, you were tripping over podcasts and another media talking about how to gamify the algorithm, right? And so it was – everybody and their brother was going to be a content creator on Instagram, right? And, and now – here are folks like me still sitting at 12k followers, you know, going, well, I thought I was going to be a content creator. <laughs> um, but, but it was, it was 
probably, I would say in a three month period, I had a good handful of videos, you know, six or eight videos that went over the hundred thousand view mark and yeah, just blow up and you're right on Instagram. Yeah. Holy Um, shit. That's amazing. Yeah. Just, and today, and that's, what's weird to me is it's such a marked difference today. I don't know which one's right. You know, there's a balance in between. Um, but back then stuff would blow up and it would blow up fast. And then you'd ride that wave, you know, and you just keep chunking along. I mean, I can, we were in group DM. I was in several different group DMs with guys, you know, and that's literally all we talked about is strategy on how to beat the algorithm, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, and that does at its core, you know, even thinking about that now where Instagram is now, or where I'm at with Instagram, maybe more importantly, you know, it just seems so ruthless. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, it's some token, it's, it's what's your motivation. And, and I'm looking for a community, you know, and I'm, and I'm looking to share stuff that I make and tips and tricks that I have, but I'm also feeling around the edges to figure out if there's a business opportunity there too. Right. So it's, it, yeah, I, there's definitely it, business there. There's tons yeah. of money to be made in it. If, if you know what you're there doing, is. but the, the problem is, is you gotta, you, you know, you get to a point with ferns. I can, I can only attribute it to what, what I'm doing, which is like the grinder project, which is a very involved situation. So, you know, it's a tool that you build yourself and you have to, you know, buy parts and plans and all that. But what I found is, is that once the ball gets rolling, it becomes its own sort of entity. And I just become the face of it. You know, I, I, I sort of work for the revolution now. That's my gig. I, I nurture it. it, it it's there. I uh, continue to use it in new ways and show people how to use it in new ways, show people how to build it, walk them through their wiring and things like that. And just that one project could keep me busy probably for five years if I, you know, really, really, really wanted to focus on it. And I think that's the key with social media now because, you know, um, I know there's some people that make monetization. They, they're they monetizing Instagram and I don't know exactly how they're doing it or if Instagram pays them or who how it works. But, you know, the even the YouTube ad revenue is is pretty much gone. There's like, you know, you don't make a lot of money in ad revenue now. But at the same time, the where can you walk into a room and get noticed by 100,000 people that are all in your particular niche? Uh, I mean, it just doesn't exist. And especially in the tooling industry where, you know, if you get any level of notoriety in the tool, tooling industry, tooling is like a billion dollar in industry right now. You know, it, it people spend more on tooling than I, I think the military budget. It's, it's unbelievable. It's huge. So we're, we're now in a situation where one person has the power, you know, to do all these things. There's sponsorships and there's, you know, um, people want to, our people are always coming at me to give me things. They want me to use things in my videos or whatever. And that's a really cool thing, but I don't do a lot of that because I don't know their product and I don't know if it's any good and I don't know if they're going to support it. So when like a company like Isotunes wants to sponsor the podcast, I used my Isotunes for a, like a couple of weeks before I said anything about it, because honestly, I don't want to sell or be, represent something that I didn't feel strongly about. I love Isotunes. It's a great product. I It's a fantastic product. It saved me tons of time. Plus it protects my ears. It's like, okay, I'll do a commercial for it. Of course, it's a great piece of equipment. Plus they're sponsoring the show. So 
you know, but there's a whole bunch of people out there that'll do a smash and grab, you know, and they're, and they're, you know, giving um, their presence out to whoever has the dollars that would, you know, even sometimes it's not even dollars, it's just free stuff. So I feel like, you know, when you become a personality or you're a public facing personality, even if you're just yourself and not like say a personality, you have a responsibility to your audience. Cause they will sniff you out. You know, they will sniff and smell like, Hey, this, this is not good. Something's up here. Um, and a lot of, uh, people who have gotten internet fame, quote unquote, have run into that problem. And, um, but that's what, one of the reasons why I love your feed, Ben is because, you know, you're doing some amazing work and it's genuine. And I, and I think everyone should know who you are and I don't know where you're going to end up, but I think it's great. Did I lose you, Ben? Oh, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I must have hit the mute button. I I appreciate <laughs> that. Thanks. <laughs> um, You're welcome. You're I welcome. really appreciate it. I, and, and it's an interesting one for me because I do, you know, I've done quite a few different brand deals, um, working with different tool manufacturers or, or, you know, call them sponsors, if you will. And I'm pretty intentional about how I do it, you know, and I'm very upfront with folks that want to work with me. And I say, you know, look, I, I, I am going to share my honest opinion. Um, I'm happy to provide that to you before, uh, you know, I, I share it. Uh, if it's a negative opinion, I'm just not going to show it. And I'm happy to send the, t- the product back to you or whatever. But um, I, I want people to trust the, you know, to trust my opinion on the products and tools that I use. And I think that's important. You know, actually, as part of that weekly wrap up thing I was mentioning earlier, I just recorded a, a little segment yesterday morning and and said those exact words you know filming here in my workshop that like i i want to do the weekly wrap-up so that people can get to know me more so that they can understand or trust or decide if they want to trust my opinion on a product or something that i that i quote endorse you know i think for folks that don't maybe understand it if you look at it from the perspective um if I'm a table saw manufacturer or I'm a, some kind of a tool, a power tool manufacturer, if to send someone like Ben Butler, uh, you know, a, a truckload of tools, say, is an incredibly cheap advertising proposal, right? Um, compared to uh, the, a Super Bowl ad or, you know, a TV commercial or a, a, a full page spread in a magazine it's peanuts. Right. And, and the promise, right. Right. Like the promise is that even, you know, like Brian, you were saying you get 5,000 views on a post. um, Or in my case, two years ago, I got a hundred thousand views. Where else are you going to buy a hundred thousand views in the market that your interest, that your product sells in, right? Um, Yep. People, you know, uh, desperate housewives aren't following me. It's, you know, knuckleheads in their workshops, just like me. <laughs> and they're all and the so, guys that are going to go out and buy that same tool as long yeah. as you endorse it. And, and yep. you couldn't get in front of those people before. Yeah. And now you can. No. Yeah. And those people, you know, we're about as reclusive a bunch as you're ever going to find. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll stay holed up in our shop and, and uh, ignore the world as long as we can. And so, 
but it, but to me, it's it's that delicate balance, and how do you do it? I mean, you know, I will probably I I would probably defend it. I'm surprised I've never had anyone question. You know, you you hear folks say, "Well, yeah, if I got all those tools for free, I could make that." I've never once had uh, a comment like that on my feed, and and it surprises me because sometimes I feel like I'm just whoring myself out for free tools. You know, <laughs> I I get um, that a lot. I I get people saying. All I have to do is have ten thousand dollars worth of tools, and I can build whatever you're building. And I'm just like, yeah, you can, yeah. 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 But guess what? Building things takes tools, and it takes time, and it takes knowledge on how to use those tools, right? So, yeah, yeah. And if you look at my first original prototype, I built that with a Harbor Freight grinder and a cutoff right. reel, and you yeah. know, I, I did it all by hand, and 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 that first prototype grinder that I built, which I use all the time still, was made mm-hmm. with plate steel and like maybe fifty dollars worth of tools. You know, it, was, it wasn't yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah where I, you're at now, I like that. You're not just starting out, right? And I think that's what folks need to need to realize is that uh, you know you've chosen uh, you've chosen to you know, making building with metal and that grinder and that project and the projects you do in your studio, you've chosen to make that one of the most passionate areas of your life, you know, and that's other people sit and watch football religiously on Sunday. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched five minutes of a football game, but I can tell you the last time I spent four hours in my workshop, putzing around on something you know (laughs) we all have our hobbies that's it man i i I truly believe that like when you are passionate about something you know everything turns into work you know that's the thing it it doesn't matter what it is is you know you know even even doing this content creation thing as much as i love it there's some days where it feels like i'm dragging my feet in this drudgery but Man, I, I get re-energized by having like conversations with guys like you who show me different things. There's another guy that I talk with all the time too, and and um and you know they're these are people who are are not you know solely content creators. They're just you know guys who yeah. are genuine makers. You know they're they're like um kind of just fringe guys, but they're super passionate about what they're up to. And we talk every day and we don't live anywhere near each other, but we're, you know, we're on the phone with each other a lot because though that kind of camaraderie is hard to find in a, even in my community here in Florida, I don't find people that are as passionate about this type of work. And yep. so that's another reason why I love social media. Cause it connects me with all the freaks out there who love to oh, do man. this stuff, you know? It's well, you know, when you get and you sort it out, it's, it's hard to make friends when you get older, right? It's like, right, <laughs> you can't just have a play date, <laughs> you know, exactly. Want to have a sleepover, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, when, when you're in college, you're saying, like, I, I, I took um, um, my minor in college was sculpture, so I was in the yeah. sculpture studios. And I'm meeting all these fantastic, you know, uh, uh, creative minds, you know, plus I'm working side by side with university level uh, guys who are instructor instructors in sculpture. And, you know, I've got all the access to all the tools and stuff. Now, you know, 20 years later, I'm looking back on that going, shit, man, I, if I had that kind of community again, I could, you know, but we do, we have it right here, you know, that's, and that's kind of what Craig is doing with the makery network. You know, there's obviously business there too, but he's putting a bunch of people in the same room that are, you know, that are doing things the the right way he, he feels like. And I, I, I agree with it a lot. You know, we talk a lot about that actually. A great bunch. And 
I've I listen every every one of the shows on the Makery and really enjoy every one of them and just a very like minded group of folks that I think you know it's it's kind of crazy to me because it's like you guys it is almost all, like you guys all live in the same neighborhood it's really kind of neat in that regard I think very like minded uh, you know group of people and it, but it's it's interesting because I think at some level. Right. Some folks find community in, in church, in religion. Uh, some folks find it through volunteerism and, and other different ways. And and as somebody that grew up in the 80s, you know, where the only people on the Internet were, were pederasses and, and scary people and, <laughs> and the guy in the white van that was going to steal you, you know, like <laughs> to, to say, <laughs> right? Yeah, like to say that, um, you know, to say, oh, I've got some great friends on the Internet. It sounds really cliche, you know. <laughs> it does. And it sounds creepy, too. It's like, oh, yeah, all my does. buddies are on the Internet. They're like, oh, yeah, you're a weirdo. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, how bigger sure. his shoes <laughs> yeah well hey okay right l- l- listen so ben and i when we st- before we started recording this we were trying to keep this around at one the one hour mark so we're already at 40 minutes i told you it was going to go fast it so, flies. So, here, yep. so it flies dude so here we here here's what i'm thinking so um i have a few projects going on in my studio and i wanted to bring them up to you because i think you would have an interesting perspective on this um and then i would like you to share with me like one project that you have going on or multiples whatever it is and then we can kind of discuss it um the 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 big thing on my table this week i have two things and one is um that you're you you would love is is so I'm working. I, I bought some stabilized burl. Uh, uh, it, a lot of it's buckeye and some of it's maple and some other. It, they're basically cutoffs and like pieces that broke off. I, I got it from a guy on Instagram who was signing, selling like a whole box of them for super cheap. And they were they were colored, they were stabilized, but they had imperfections in them. Nice. And then. I bought them and because they were small enough to do handles. And I've been doing some collaboration work with a guy up in uh, near Boston. His name is Ben. And we've been doing some knives together. And he's been kind of through the magic of FaceTime and videos and all this other stuff, uh, walking me through the process of making my own Wah-style handles, uh, Japanese-style handles for knives. Yep, yep. And so I've got all this stabilized wood that's like pretty much that shape. You know, it's like they're one inch, maybe one and a quarter inch square. They're stabilized, but they have imperfections. So I got a pressure pot and then I made some really cool. um, I I just bought a cheap Sam's Club cutting board, like a nylon plastic cutting board and made some molds so I could put the blanks down inside of them. I would mix up um, some epoxy. And do it, you know, color the epoxy or whatever, pour it over the wood and then throw it in the pressure pot at, say, like 60 PSI. And then um, the next day, pull everything out and I've got these like perfect blocks of, you know, epoxy slash stabilized wood pieces that I can make all kinds of interesting things with. So that's like one of the, this is a whole new experience for me. I have done a lot of wood stabilization, but never mixed that with epoxy. And uh, so I'm, I'm having a blast with it because the colors, when you grind through the, it's yeah, it's nuts. Like you grind through the epoxy and because the epoxy made its way down into the burl, 
alongside yep. of the stabilization and the color that's in the stabilization. Like some of it's like turquoise and red. And then of yep. course you got the, like I'm adding like copper uh, epoxy. Oh, the copper dot pigment is just so cool. It's so it? beautiful. I, that's my oh favorite my God. one. It, yeah. it looks like somebody like atomized a penny and yes. then blew it into like, like a nebula. And then it just yep. sort of formed inside of this like thing. And so now I have like all this amazing stock that I need to do something with. I, ha I have this yeah. thing, right. I I'm now at the point where I'm, gonna have to finish these handles i've done all the steps to get up to this point and i have this um it, it, it's like erectile dysfunction for my creative right. you know oh, penis you it's like i can't I, I get i, <laughs> can't I go finish. oh oh man I, I just went out with this super hot chick and oh my god it's great and then it's just like you know i can't i can't yep. finish the job you know i'm like my head i'm all in my head you know so i'm like yes. thinking to myself well, all right. I need to just, I need to ruin one of these things is what I need to do and, and learn <laughs> while I do it. <laughs> right. If that makes sense. So uh, uh, I need some encouragement, I think is what it amounts to. So there you, know, you go. When I get there. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a guy to check out. Um, I was going to say, I, I don't know if I can encourage it, but I'll tell you somebody else that maybe can. <laughs> <laughs> you're off. laughing at my my analogy i think i think i, oh, I love it that one yeah you did yeah because <laughs> i well i was thinking i was going to say that um yeah i was i, I was gonna say my wife would probably say the same thing about the kitchen project that i'm working on but oh was, i've been following that on instagram i was worried yeah, that the, the analogy ongoing. might go might go a little bit too far when i mentioned my wife so. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show ben we can't right? be talking like that you know yeah um jake thompson is the guy i was going to mention he does some okay. really cool uh wood stabilization epoxy projects kind of some of them are kind of really cool way out there uh you know casting uh superheroes in resin and some really kind of crazy stuff but he just does some really neat uh sort of you know projects uh jake i i ran into jake like early days instagram and i've kind of followed him and and uh he got on youtube and and came right out made a video and said i'm gonna be a you know i'm gonna this is gonna be my job someday and he went after it and did it, you know, which is, I think he still works a day job, but he went after it and became successful. It was really kind of a neat story, but I'm checking him out right now. He's, um, Northside custom crafts His yeah. Instagram handle is Jake underscore Thompson six, seven, zero. So if you yeah. want to check out his stuff and, Oh, here we I go. I think he runs with some of the makers international guys, which is another podcast, um, ah. international makers and. There's, there yeah, are I so see. many maker he's, podcasts today, but he's got quite a following on YouTube too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, really good guy for sure. And uh, yeah, started diving really pretty deep. He was doing a bunch of craft fair type stuff, and then dove into the resin stuff pretty heavy. But yeah, I was gonna. The other thing I was gonna mention: Do you find when when you ran that thing over the grinder, man? That shit sticks to everything, doesn't it? Like the the yeah. sawdust, the epoxy sawdust, the worst part about working with resin. <laughs> yeah, so Sandy. you know how I got around that, how I get around it is um, I, I have a, a water bucket 
right underneath yep. and I dip the dip the resin into it to keep it cool. So the key is you don't let it get hot because if you let it get hot, right. it'll just melt and stick to your belts. But you yep. use a real high grit uh, or low grit belt, like a 36 grit belt because you want to take it off quick and you don't want to heat yeah. it up. Or, or the other thing is, is throw it in your table saw sled and cut it that way, cut it back down yeah. to a decent, um, you know, workable size where you're not grinding it too much. And then just take your edges, take, make your bevels only with the grinder, or you could, I mean, screw it. You could do the whole thing. There's guys that make jigs like these little angle jigs that you can put in your table saw sled where you can cut the angles that way as yeah. well. Um, yep. you know, the, my table saw is um terrifying i mean the thing is like a, it's a five horsepower you know grizzly yeah it's like a it'll it'll oh, like man. my finger would be off before i'd even notice i think right but, um yeah so i try to like stay away from it as much as possible only when i need to rip down like sheet goods or something but but like i'm right. like you know i could possibly do this with it you know and i'm meanwhile i'm trying to shave off like a millimeter with like a you know like exactly a, a, a bazooka i mean it's just yep. ridiculous so i i try to yeah. come up with safe ways of using it but uh Table so hey well listen no hey joke. tell me oh they're no joke i mean i ben and i talk about that he has a saw stop and what uh -huh. i didn't realize about the saw stop is if you set that thing off the, the, there's like a cartridge in it and you yep. have to buy another cart so it's not like a reset like you don't like no. get the, you know you don't pull and the blade back um, up it's like the whole thing goes yeah, and the blade's mangled oftentimes to boot. So depending on the blades that you use, right, a really good table saw blade can run you a hundred bucks. You know, so you could be almost. So you have to ask yourself, how yeah. much is it to reattach a finger right. versus replacing that, the? I mean, I don't know. You could weigh it out. In America, it definitely would be expensive yeah, to replace a exactly. finger. Exactly. You know, yeah, so it's, I, it's probably I think it's worth a balance. It. I have a Harvey table saw that I got recently, three horsepower, and and I tell people it cuts right through every hot dog in front of it. <laughs> but because uh, uh, Saw Stop yeah. always does the demos where they cut hot dogs, but I think it's yeah, shop safety is always. Uh, there are those safety police out there, but I have my oh, my boys work in the shop with me a lot, and it's always interesting the comments I get with my two sons in here and every now and then I'll post a video of them and it doesn't matter what those two boys are doing. Somebody's going to say something about safety and it's like, they're my, they're my boys. They'll be okay. <laughs> I, I, I tell this story every single time somebody will bring up like a safety situation with my kids. So my grandfather gifted my father when he died, a Delta Milwaukee, table saw cast iron nice. table saw so back when delta and milwaukee were the same company it was called delta milwaukee yep. it was yep. this is a 1944 table okay. saw and it was essentially you can imagine a stand with a table saw on top of it <laughs> with a right. like a three-quarter horse motor or something or a horse power motor with like a belt and there was no guards yep. no nothing and then Just there, the there was a joiner team. on the other side <laughs> yeah yep. so so this is this is how my dad introduced me to the table saw. He goes, this is a table saw. It will cut your hand off. It will cut your finger off. It'll cut pretty much everything off. And you're welcome to use it, but just be aware that it, you know, you'll never be it the same if it, if it mangles you. 
It will right. cut you up. And uh, and I, I I use that thing. I used that thing when I was like 12 years old, unattended, like in my dad's yeah. wood shop, just, you know, cutting stuff up and doing my thing. And that, I mean, no safety guards on anything and whatever. But uh, when I was real little, we were moving into that house. I was 10 years old. And I had gotten a skateboard that year for um, Christmas, and I was mm-hmm. that was the only the wood shop was the only room that didn't have carpet in it, so it was like I could skateboard on the concrete <laughs> yeah. in there. When nope. my dad moved the table saw down there, uh, he just set the top on the stand. He never bolted it down, oh, and I shit. was skateboarding. Yeah, and I was skateboarding, oh. and I hit it with my skateboard, and it and it landed on me, and the blade went into the back of my head and it pinned me down all right so i'm now laying under this probably 200 pound slab of cast iron i have the blade i still have the scar in the back of my head the blade is digging into my head now it's not turned on or anything because the motor is separate you know the motor is like on the stand so there's no you know it's not engaged (laughs) i'm screaming my right. mom is the only one home now. If you or, if you ever do? see these videos where, yeah, where the where like this little lady comes into a room and like picks up a car because her kid is underneath <laughs> right. it, that's what my mom did. She she literally just got underneath Hercules. the thing and lifted it enough, Hercules that thing off of me. And of course, now I'm like you know I have a head injury, so I'm bleeding, right. and she's just like, oh my god, oh you know I'm like and I'm gushing blood out of the back of my head meanwhile it's like a surface you know it's just a surface cut yeah. you know it's not nothing Merely bad, flesh i'm bleeding like a stuck pig <laughs> my dad caught a ration of shit so bad for that oh, and you know bad. of course it, i mean the guy moved our whole house you know of course he didn't bolt the thing together the day we were there i mean and he built the house too by the way you yeah. know him and my cousins all right. built that house yeah. You know, by hand, it was a log cabin we lived in. And um, I'm <laughs> nice. just like, Jesus, you know, like, mom, I'm fine, you know, but yeah, that I'll was my sordid right. past. That was my introduction to, to using a, t- <laughs> to a table, table saw, saw, you know, the fact that I <laughs> now even own one is, a, is amazing, you know, I'm like, oh, right. But, uh, oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, my, and an interest, another interesting story about that table saw, my dad had it restored about oh, cool. uh, it must have been about three years ago yeah he had like a guy like restore it and then he donated yeah. it to um a technical college here so that they you know, oh nice. i don't know what they're gonna do with it but yeah it was, oh, it was a cool, cool. Thing. those old tools you know there's just something about them they, they just and it's uh, you know another another cliche to say you know they don't make them like they used to but um they're just impressive i i my uh father-in-law actually we go back to Pennsylvania usually for Christmas and, and then in the summer, take our boys back um, <clears throat> for a couple of weeks, at least my wife uh, works in education. So she gets her summers off. And so she usually takes them back and uh, just spend some time in the woods, you know, and this past summer I ended up finding uh, this old, really really in really good condition stanley hand plane an old number four hand plane and they're just oh, how cool. they're like art you know they're, it's it's just yeah. crazy to me how that the, the stories that i could tell in fact the other night out here in the in the shop i had my my oldest son jack out here and we were i was t- teaching him a little bit about jointers and planers and you know we're kind of going through the shtick 
And I said, you know, or you could do it by hand. And he's like, what do you mean by hand? I said, well, you remember that hand plane that we got from Grampy? And he's like, yeah. So he pulled that thing out and his, you know, 50 pounds of nothing trying to push it over a big piece of, of, uh, of walnut, you know, to make a, a, to make a Christmas present for his mom. It was kind of a neat moment, you know, <laughs> as much as he was sure. struggling and making, making comedy out of it. But there's just something about those old tools that, you know, that thing's probably a hundred years old. I mean, the stories that yeah. thing could tell of yeah, toil and, we, you and know, when we, hard work. When you use an old tool like that, do you ever feel like, uh, like especially if it's been passed on yeah. from someone you know? I mean, yep. it, I, I'm not like, a, I'm more of an agnostic, but I don't, I believe like there's energy that flows, you know, through certain yeah. things. And I, I it's like, I, I have my old, my grandfather, a lot of my grandfather's tools. He was a, he was a maker as well and an inventor nice. and, and, you know. I'm I'm sitting here in a room. I never knew the man. I was three years old when he died. And yeah. I'm sitting there holding his hammer and I'm making something with his hammer. And it's like his hand was on this thing. You know, right. it was, you know, I don't know how long ago it was there, you know, 40, 50 years ago, he used it last. But yep. for me, it that energy that flows from from that tool through me, through him, through to me. I feel very privileged to be, you know, part of that chain. And then hopefully, yeah. you know, my children and grandchildren will also have that same feeling. And that's also, again, going, you know, bringing this back full circle on social media. One of the things I love about that is there's some archive of all the stuff we've done where, you know, yeah. they go, oh, you know, grandpa had a had a YouTube channel or grandpa had an Instagram feed. Check him out. Here he is, you know, to 30 years ago, he's making some stuff. And, and you know, hey, right. there's that thing he built. It's a yeah, kind of a little bit of a documentary thing, you know? I don't think about that enough. And and I think just looking at that, I I heard a friend a friend of ours um mentioned that she did that for each of her kids. And she said that she started uh I can't remember if it was Facebook or Instagram. I think it was Instagram. Started Instagram accounts for each of her kids, and she's like at least once a week I post to it. It's not shared to anybody, doesn't follow anybody or oh, anything like that. She was literally just using it as like a digital scrapbook, you know, and she's, she said, it's really easy. I can snap a picture and make a post really quick, you know, a couple comments. And uh, she's like, someday they'll have that, right? She's like, it's just, how easy is that to scroll through a feed of your life? I was like, well, that's kind of crazy. It's <laughs> a good idea. It really was. Yeah, I yeah. thought I thought that too. And, and I don't, yeah, I think like you said, full circle, but you know, if folks, I, you know, probably most folks that listen to this are on the socials, but uh, if, if not, I would encourage anybody to, to check it out and you don't, don't have to take it as seriously as we do, but I think it's, uh, it, it's, there is a, a real community there. And I say real in the truest sense of the word, it's, uh, as real as any other community I've been a part of and some really good people doing some really cool. So do you have any projects stuff. going on right now? I've got, always got projects going on, but my biggest one is to get our kitchen remodel wrapped up. Um, and then I've got two commissions coming up, one for a media console table sort of like a tv stand stereo stand kind of thing and then i'm actually working on uh working on a design for a game table 
had somebody come to me that um, apparently there's a pretty big Kickstarter going on for folks who like to play, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons and that kind of thing. And uh, it's quite an expensive table through the Kickstarter. And somebody was interested in not really a knockoff, but uh, maybe a reinvention of that design. So I'll be, it, it'll be, uh, it'll have a, a sort of a, Oh, I guess you wouldn't call it vaulted, but you know, sort of a tray where the where you would play the game, and then a tabletop that would go over that when you weren't playing the game. And I'll have some power incorporated into it, and uh, a number of accessories that kind of attach to the side. So whether that's a cup holder or a dice tray or different stuff like that. So that one should be fun. It's you know I enjoy kind of those weird almost like jig type things or, you know, something, something that's a little more than a slab of wood and four legs. So, but those are probably. That gives you a chance too to stretch your, stretch your creative mind in regards to learning a little bit about that game too. Cause you know, there's people get really into, I'm not a gamer like that, but I, you know, I, I, I could see somebody having something like that, that you made and it becomes a conversation piece amongst their community because, you know, those guys yep. all are very connected, you know, they all want to. And then of course you're probably going to build like 10 of them after right. you build that one. Cause everybody's going to need one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It works, I, made a, you know? Uh, I made a damn, Oh shit. What do they call them? A, wo- a, a wooden dummy, which, uh, which is like a martial arts, training device it's basically oh, yeah, I know a what damn, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, log with arms what do they call them a wing chun uh, yeah i don't know the name of them oh i don't either it's a but thing I, bruce so I, lee practiced on a lot yeah yeah. He, 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 yeah yeah it's got the two arms coming out almost like uh uh on diagonals you know almost like a guy's arms and then it's got two other uh sticks coming out of the front of it i made one of those probably over a year ago now and i was really glad that the trend didn't pick up on that one because that thing was a pain (laughs) in the ass to make i started out it was just i used alder and basically glued up a damn log of alder uh and i think it was eight somewhere between eight and ten inches in diameter this pole is what I ended up with and then just started carving the damn thing down, you know, took a circular saw and cut 45s off of the corners and started rounding those over and then hand planes and power planers and power carving tools. My God, that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> and like 50 coats of varnish, I would imagine. And oh yeah. And everything soaked else. Soaked it in finish. And yeah. And you know, trying to chisel through 10 inches of wood is because it had to be, you had to basically cut a through mortise all the way through. And if I was a smarter guy, when I did my glue up, I would have uh, accounted for those pockets that needed to be made and probably would have just left gaps in the glue up. But Apparently, I'm not that smart. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's just like anything you do. 
the second and the third right. one will be far yep. superior to the first one. The first one is just yep. kindergarten. You're just learning. You're figuring it all out. School. And then, you know, yeah. on and on we go. And we learn more. And which, by the way, again, bring this around to full circle on the social media thing is when you watch us do something and we go, hey, we probably would have done it like this instead. It would have shaved off, say, an hour from the build or it would have made this stronger or it would look better. Those yeah. are the little pieces of wisdom that we're trying to pass on because we made the mistake or we did it a little bit less efficiently than it could have been done. So whenever you buy like a product or a, a, like a plan set or any of those things, you're buying all of the, those mistakes. You're buying all those things that were yeah. already worked out uh, and you don't have to now work them out. And, you know, that's just a time yeah. saver and you get a better end product. That's why I like yeah. I listen to guys like Brad Rodriguez from Fix This, Build That. He's got a really cool podcast. I don't know if you ever listen to him, but yep. um, it's called Made for Prop, Made for Profit. And um, I mean, he's doing it the right way. You know, he's creating these templates. He does these his YouTube and his social media and his podcasts. And then, you know, he posts his templates. Some of them are free. Some of them are paid. Mm -hmm. But that pays for his his continued work and creating these things. And he's so damn good at it. And he's so well spoken. And I think to myself, like, you know, if if anybody you're going to take a class, like a maker was going to take a class, it'd be him and Bob Claggett, too, because Bob, I think, is, yeah, like, you know, Bob's he's he's really got his stuff together. Yeah, he's yep. the same way. Um, those guys really sit down and they go, you know what, if I, I have to communicate this, you know, um, some people will want to pay for it and that will keep me going. And it's true. You know, like I subscribe to everything those guys do because not because I, I, you know, want to build every single thing they've built, but because I want to support their mission and I learn from them. You know, I also right. learn a whole right. lot about the business behind, you know, making and, and being in, um, a social <laughs> figure or like a social media figure, you know? So it's like, it's a lot to learn there. And, um, you know, if you always have your eyes open and you're going to see new things and experience new things, as long as you're having a good time doing it, keep doing it. If it sucks and it's boring and you don't like it anymore, well, then that's what we call work. And, you know, right. you can and sometimes continue that okay too, too, if you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know sure. my motto work for it baby that's it hell you, yeah it, if if everything was fun it would be called play for it well, nobody exactly. makes any money doing that so you know <laughs> yeah but they hey all right so call, uh, oh good you're you're right yeah. I, I i was gonna say we're at the hour four so we're at one hour four We've covered pretty yep. much everything, Ben, and I I want you to know how much I appreciate you coming on here and giving us your time and oh, sharing man. a little bit about your journey. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. It's It's been really fun. I have been a listener for, well, I've listened to every episode and really enjoy the show and enjoy what you do and what you stand for and you know, the information that you share and put out there into the world. And uh, it's been really cool getting to uh, have an opportunity to chat with you here and, and uh, continue to follow you. And maybe we'll do it again. So tell me if we're going to find you on Instagram, it's Ben, Benjamin, or no, see, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Butler, Butler Company. Company. Yep. All one word. And then All on YouTube, if I find, do I same. Google Benjamin? It's, it's okay. It should be the same. You know, so, yeah. I need to actually look because, yeah, it should be the same. 
I just got my hundredth subscriber on YouTube, and so I can get my custom domain. So wait a minute. So you're you you just got a hundred, huh? Yeah, just hit. I'm looking it up right now. Benjamin Butler Company on YouTube. I know I looked at it one time. I think I subscribed to you. Benjamin Butler Company. Here you are. You're right. You have 100 subscribers. You have a ways to go. You need subscribers. Everybody yeah. listening, go find Benjamin Butler Company on YouTube and subscribe to him and give, give him some love on YouTube because his work is really great and I think it deserves to be seen. And he, uh, you know, the, like I said, Instagram is really where he shines. But Ben, I think if you moved your same concepts over to YouTube, you could really crush it there too. Uh, I really do. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. So listen, I'm going to wrap up the show. I I have, I have had an awesome time on the podcast with you today. You brought so much to the table and I can't wait to have you on again because then we'll, now that we're past all the niceties, we can really (laughs) dig into who you are as a human being, you know, really get into the, the, the whites of your underwear, as they say, we really, I really want to know what you're up to. And uh, and find out more about you because we have a lot in common, and it's um, a beautiful thing when when people can share those uh, those commonalities and and all those yeah. little bits of wisdom that we've learned along the way. Awesome! That sounds good to me. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Work For It podcast right here on the Makery Network. As always, you can go over to makery.network. It is a website where you'll find all kinds of fantastic audio content where you will it will fill your workshop and your studio with things that you can listen to as you're working away. And the best piece of audio equipment you can listen to it on is your IsoTunes PPE headphones. They have awesome stuff like the PPE uh, thing that's called the IsoTunes Free, which is like the AirPod type style, or they have the IsoTunes Link, which is like a big headphone cup thing that you can put over your ears and protect your ears all while listening to your favorite music or your favorite podcast. Anyhow, everyone, thank you so much for listening. My name is Brian house and you have been listening to work for it. See you later. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers, just like you at www.makery.network. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.